Welcome back to the Bad Blue Podcast, everybody. Today, we'll have a BFBA fighter on, Dan McGrathen. How are you doing, Dan? Good, my man. As in, as always, we're going to introduce a couple of sponsors, also friends of the podcast. Um, like to give a big shout out to Looking Sharp Barbers. Um, as you'll see, I'm wearing the, the outfit now with a logo podcast on. Um, check out all that stuff in, in store now. It's getting cold. So they've got the beanies, they've got a hat in, they've got all sorts. Go check them out. If you're a local listener, also Mr. Bloom's Black Seed Oil Mechanics, big shout out to the team over there. Tremendous health products, absolute banging people who run this uh, company as well. Top, top, top people. So go over, head over to the Facebook page. They've also got a YouTube channel as well. Head over to that. Another massive, massive, massive shout out, Scott or Shellfish. Without you guys, this podcast would not have been running through these times. And that is factual. So your help has contributed massively to this podcast. And as always, we're always thankful and much, much grateful for what you have done for us. So I would just like to say big shout out to Scott West Shellfish. Also, we're affiliated with Fearless Fitness Boxing Club, South Shields. Before my partner and crime, who used to do the podcast with us, Matty Ferries, he's now landed his dream. He's got his own gym. He's teaching the youth. He's got the community there. He's doing tremendous stuff. So I'd like to give a big shout out to them over at the Marsden Health and Fitness Centre. So, yeah, big shout out to Fearless Fitness. And also Safe, Safeguarding All Fighters Eventualities, Daz Wilson. The project that you have done, my man, is fantastic. Like, the work that you are doing behind closed doors for these fighters for their mental health for former addicts, everything you do within the fight game behind closed doors will not go unheard of or unseen, my man. Your work will come to fruition one day. You will make it. Keep doing what you are doing, mate. Dan, thank you very much for joining the show. BFBA, you've signed the contract, I believe. Yeah. So, where did it all... You've signed the contract, my man. Where did it all start from you? Like, how we usually get straight into it. Like, how how was it for you growing up? Like, whereabouts are you from? What you know? Right. So I was born in Cumbria, Whitehaven, and uh, my mom married uh, a army bloke who was from Newcastle, mm-hmm. and then um, we sort of plotted around a bit, Germany, a few other places, and then ended up settling in Newcastle when I was like seven, something like that. Uh, So grew up in Newcastle, Blakelow, and uh, I was bullied like hell me as a kid, like mad throughout school. And 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 it's not really massive stone as well, so now it's it's changed there. uh, I um, I joined the army, yeah, obviously I was going to, I was going to take that path because I sort of grew up with it. It was in my head since I was a kid. Sort of believed that I didn't have to do anything in school because I was joining the army. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, joined the army. And then it sort of started ha- happening again. Like I could see the same sort of route of getting bullied. Oh, it was going to happen. And this is where I sort of thought to myself, I can either go through this, go through it all again or, or do something about it. And then... Mm-hmm. I get get how you feel because I have a similar pattern in life to you in similarity that my stepfather, um, Stephen Hancock, he served in the Royal Air Force. So we moved about quite a lot as well. And it is unnerving when you're having to move schools and having to make new friends constantly all the time. It, it it, It takes a... Not only does it make you nervous, it doesn't make you anxious. It, it has a long-lasting effect. Like you said, you decided to make a change. I got bullied myself. I decided to make a change. I wanted to get into some form of thing. How was your environment growing up? The environment? Well, it was all right. It was sound. Apart from, like, obviously, 
outside the house and a school and stuff. I was telling what what my ma done was she bought a house in like the fucking rival school's area, like a different fucking area where they all went to like our rival school. So I was like deep in this fucking estate where everybody wanted to kill us. You know what I mean? So I had no fucking the proper school beasts back then as well, like bad fucking school beasts. Um, and then just because I was from that school, I was just a target instantly. So I'd have to like take fucking get off different bus stops, walk fucking long ways around, cut through people's gardens. And like when I was walking, like I'd be checking people down as caught. And I got stabbed in the leg when I was 15. My mouth thinks of fucking something else happened, but it was a nightmare until obviously the army and then and then obviously drink become involved in the army as well which obviously got you more confident and then that's where but that isn't where the boxing started that's just where I started to really do stuff about something like I wasn't going to be treated like that anymore let people take the piss out of this sort of thing uh, but the boxing come way after that. It was after I left the army, I was DJing for a bit, like I was saying earlier. And because I had bypassed that drug stage, I got in the army so young. Obviously, I had to smoke weed when I was in school, but I'd stopped, joined the army, didn't, didn't touch anything. When I got out of the army, I felt like I was fucking free. Do you know what I mean? Because I finished up in, in Colchester in army jail because I went AWOL. So I ended up in, in there, finished off in there, got out, and I just went on a fucking mad one for... for for years, about three years, went on an absolute mad one. And obviously, we have far too <laughs> much in common, my man. I yeah. did not, I didn't, I joined the army. I feel, I feel training. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Like back then, I was a fucking rascal. Like I was a tall rag. I was fucking, and then, yeah, you are a free man after that. I went to AWOL myself, got kicked out. Very ashamed of that. Now, back then I wasn't. I wasn't ashamed of nothing back then. Now I'm, I'm terribly ashamed of that. Um, yeah. But I get exactly what you mean. You're a free man and you just go on one for years and years and years. Yeah. And it, you just never know it, where it's never going to fucking stop. Um, as you said, you were DJing. I've got a friend. Big shout out uh, DJ Essex, Kyle Essex. Um, he's got a couple of gigs coming out soon. So if you're local, check out DJ Essex. I'm sure you'll know who he is. How is that? How did you find that lifestyle, Dan? Oh, man, I loved it, me. So I started, like, I produced music. This is what this is, you know, studio. I still do that now. I just don't, I don't DJ. I don't have the lifestyle anymore. I don't go out. But because I was like, I was only young, I was about 23 when I got out of the army, so we were talking like them years leading up. Um, I was, yeah, I was making music, I was, I was gigging, I was grafting in the in fucking, in the gig, so I was, that's why I wasn't even making money from the DJ, mainly like a bit of fucking petrol money here and then out major. And there were, some of them were big gigs as well, but like, I just wanted to be on the stage, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then so money from from all the grafting and then that's just, another reason why never ending mate it was never ending for I'd get on one for, for days on end it's a lifestyle you lead isn't it like it's that's what happens you, you become stuck on a rut like yeah. you, you don't know you started and then you just never know when to stop do you know what I mean no. I've seen oh, no. I've, I say yeah. it to people now I see I say it with people now and I'm thinking boh some of my uh, mates from then are still doing it now. That's the thing. That's why I had to get away, mate. I had to, so I got caught. I got caught grafting. Another thing. And do you know, like, when they're onto you, they're fucking onto you then. I'm telling you, like, and I don't know if I was just getting paranoid or what, but I was like, right, I'm fucking this off. But then, obviously, if you want to make a quick quid, you, you, it's the only fucking way you can sometimes. So I was like, I'm off. I moved. My dad lives in Blackpool. I was like, I'm off to Blackpool. I went there. didn't fucking know anybody. And it's like... Not surrounded by the everyone in, influencing us to yes, that's you know I mean? that's probably the yeah, key, Dan, because that's where people feel to get out of the rut. Because you've got to get away from those who are surrounded by it in those moments, and that becomes 
that's everything. You've got to take yourself out of that environment. And you've clearly done that with the move to Blackpool. Um, how did you find that change? Like, I know you were going to go into the story, but... I had... So I went from making about five quid a week to fucking... To making five quid a week. <laughs> Mate, I went from fucking... Cause I was making good, good, good bit of money, man. And obviously, like you say, I had to get away from it. But then I went on the dole, didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. And then that, that was that change was hard because I had fucking no money. I was living in my dad's uh, uh, for a couple of months, got my own place. That was like a little squat place for me. But this is when I started, um, started boxing. Mm-hmm. So I'd done one of them. I obviously felt shit and depressed and everything. And I, uh, Fucking walks in a ultra white collar thing. It's funny enough, come up on my memories the other the other the other day. So it was five years ago, 2000, November 2016. That was when I fought. Um, so that was my first ever fight. And um, yeah, I walked into there and, and it was Brian Rose's gym, the professional boxer Brian Rose. And his brother was working the show. And after my fight, obviously I was like, I, I won. And um, but I beat like a, a, a kid in Blackpool who was well known, he was supposed to be dead hard. <laughs> I beat him. So everyone was getting like, oh, fucking Joe this and Joe. And I was like, fuck's sake. It's like, it was proper shit. Like, and then I beat him, stopped, stopped him in the second round. And then, uh, and I was like, yeah, and then Mitchell, Brian's brother, he was like, do you want to fight on, on an EBF show? No head guards. So I was like, yeah. And then, and then once I got with them, all the EBF boys, I was getting fucking away fights. That fight in Santa, I was getting fucking fights all over the place. But I, was too, like I, I, I went to one fight in Macclesfield, and uh, they had this big ticket seller. It was it was a footballer's brother. I can't remember the name of him now. Josh Bardsley. Josh Bardsley. It was fucking ex-United players' fucking brother anyway. So get there. There was fucking hundreds of people, like, dead intimidating. I mean, and we walk out, it was the main event and the walkout. I was there to lose. Do you know what I mean? That's what they all fucking thought. But I didn't lose. I wasn't fucking losing. So I fucking come out and then this guy's like, going, you're going to get sparked. And I was like, yeah, really? Yeah. Fucking, I was so... Because of the crowd, I was just so fucking hyped. I battered him, fucking battered him. And yeah, one that I had to sneak off out the fucking back and jump in the car quick because fucking everyone wanted to batter it. <laughs> <laughs> Mad shit like that, yeah. Is that and not then, that yeah. Philip Bards? Bardsley? Is it Philip Bardsley? Oh, yeah, that's the one. Phil, Phil Bardsley. Phil Bardsley. The one who knocked out Rooney in the kitchen. That's the one. I fucking, that's why my mind was thinging. I was saying, hold on, yeah. I, I'm sure he knocked Rooney out. <laughs> background him, his, like his dad was a, was a boxer. Uh-huh. And then the handy boxer, that Phil, apparently. He was there, he was there. But he, used to play for, he used to play for something, didn't he? And I had a... Bah! on my chest. Did we make us be sick on my own podcast, man, Dan? Oh. <laughs> So I had a Newcastle badge on my chest, tattooed on my chest there, and I'm like, and I'm like tapping me for, even though he played for yeah. Burnley at the time. He so played for Burnley so. at the time, I'm tapping it like that, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kill us, man. Fucking okay, yes, man. That's weird. So how did you feel? Obviously, do you know, obviously, I'll take it back to your first fight. Obviously, we had daydream, and you would have trained up at that point and had some form of training. Um, how did you how did you take to like? How, I know when you have your first fight, there's loads of nerves and stuff like that, crowds and this that. But yeah. with you being a DJ, you'll be used to la- large crowds and stuff like that. Nah, mate, still get nervous now. I'm about coming up to twenty fights now. Yeah, Pickles was like me, I didn't fight. Uh-huh. I still, still get them nervous pisses. That's why bare knuckles mint because it's just wraps. So I can go for a piss right before. <laughs> so fucking nervous, man. Every time I've been at some fights, some fights, even though I know, I know I'm going to destroy this person, I think, how, how can I get out of this? And I think, I was thinking like, oh, if I could just fall down the stairs and snap me leg. Like, this is what goes through me. And I think that's what gets me when I get in there. It's all gone, literally. As soon as I start walking out and I, I see the opponent, it it starts to to fade away, and then something else comes comes. Then do you know what I mean? As soon as I'm 
As soon as I'm hit with it, you'll see pickles caught a good shot on us as well. My head popped back, and then I was just aching. Fucking that was it then. <laughs> yeah, we spoke to Ben. Um, we've had Ben on the podcast before. Um, I big respect to Ben for even stepping into the ring with you, man, because, like, yeah, I'm no disrespect against Ben, but I believe that was a big step up for Ben. Um, that's just that's just going off me, my own. Yep. You know what we I mean? Fought, was a tough fight, even me, even me coach. He was ah. like, he's like, you're not going to get him out of there early. Because at first I thought I was, and then, and then, um, I don't know what, that's what the coach does all the time, gets me like, gets me like that, so I'm thinking. He knows how to wind you up. Yeah, but he doesn't want me to get too overly confident, do you know mm. what I mean? Because it's better not going anything can happen, isn't it? But he oh, come out, then, then come out fucking fast. Aye, uh, he would. He'll be used to that because obviously at the way he, yeah, the pit fighting, the pit fighting, it's fool. If you're not fast, you last. Do you know what I mean? That's the way it goes. The toughest and the quickest, that is exactly how it goes in that pit. Um, but how how did you deal with the first with the first fight nerves? Were you obviously I know I, I, I know you say you still get nervous now, but like, how was that? I get stoned before my fights anyway, me about two hours before before a fight, I have a joint. Now really fucking calmed and I'm a bit stiff, me, you see. So as soon as I've had a joint, I'm fucking flown, flown, relaxed. Really fucking I'll have a joint. Literally, I'll come back from work, I'll be fucked, I'll have a joint, and I'll, I'll start shadow boxing in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like it, it fucking brings me up. So I have that, and then it starts hyping me up a little bit, but I can't remember what I'd done on my first fight, you know. Can't remember how how I felt or what. It would have been the same as same as now, but I gassed. I gassed out. Remember that? And I remember thinking, fuck me. Like the longest two minutes in my fucking life. And then I, and it, and I stopped him in the second round. So uh, if I gassed then, do I remember thinking that I was like, I can't let that happen again? Because I thought I was fit because of being in the army and that. I thought, yeah. oh, you yeah. fit me. But no, that's definitely different fit, which obviously that's why you're full-time training now. If you're taking it serious anyway, you fucking train like mad. A hundred percent. That's why I, my, I've got a young fighter who I'm coaching at the minute. Uh, he was meant to be fighting on the 4th of December, um, but he's got a cracked wrist. He's a little talent to watch out for, and he just trains constantly. But yeah, I've always told him, look, just because you're very fit doesn't mean that you'll knock us out in that ring. It's your first fight Expect the unexpected. If, if you're too stiff, if you if you're not breathing correctly, there's all sorts of aspects to gassing out. Now it's not just the hands. Yeah, not exactly a hundred percent. So, okay. how how are you? How confident? How training? How has it been going? Uh, training wise for this fight that you, you've got coming up against David. I've been working a lot recently, so. Training's training's not like it was for pickles because that camp for pickles. The the fight kept getting postponed. New mm-hmm. date, new date. I was training for a year for that fight. Mm-hmm. October offered fucking um pickles, man. It was a long camp that and it was that like every time it got cancelled, it was only gonna be another six weeks or another four weeks, so it's not enough to stop. It was just keep going. So I felt invincible for that fight. I felt fucking but then obviously I had a couple of weeks off and then I started working. I am training, don't get as wrong, I'm still training twice a day. Mm-hmm. So I, I do on I do understand your frustration of the fights do getting getting put back and put back because logistically, like during what we've had to deal with during these last two years with the government laws and this pandemic and coronavirus, like the the logistics to set shows up and getting them officially tied over has been a nightmare. Some yeah. get pushed back, some do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. Not, not Bakewell's fault. He just fucking could only do what he could do, couldn't he? And fucking... uh, he's some man mind. Yeah, I've, I've spoke to Andy a few times now. and He's a genuine guy, him. Yeah. Very, I mean? very genuine. And I tell you what, his vision, he's got a good vision for where he wants to be. <laughs> so I was training with him through the lockdown and stuff like that, because obviously we were supposed to be fighting and yeah. I kept saying because obviously he started off in like the gyms I thought in a, in a like a school hall for him or something like that it was like a 
whole thing. And, wow. Um, like he just Got to stop in, somewhere. Yeah, he just stayed in it. I said, this is when you stayed in your lane, you didn't get involved in any of the, the politics with them three that had a company down south. That, do you know what I mean? He didn't, didn't get involved in none of that. Stayed in his lane. Next minute, he's fucking on the blow to, to Feldman. He's fucking <laughs> like, a better person, do you know what I mean? Because he's one of the only promoters I've ever dealt with. He's not a rat. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. You've got to follow through with what you're promising people and your fighters. Your fighters are your priority. I can speak that from a promotional side of view because I've had the promoters hat on before. Um, I've obviously, now I'm wearing the media hat again. I was a fighter myself. I didn't have many fights. I only had two. Couldn't deal with the crowds. Got a bit anxious. One, do you know what I mean? So... Knocked the kid clean spark, well, knocked clean spark out. Referee chucked the towel in, but yeah. I do get it from every aspect. It's fucking it. It's I. I get you. You don't get many very genuine people in this sport, man. There's a lot of backbiting and a lot of backstabbing. Oh, big close to one. Big was one of the best promoters I've ever dealt with. Honestly, he is, and he's even said to, he's said to his lot of times. Like, oh, bigger things will come for you. Like, like I'm happy to have you until you move on to bigger things. Like, and he, he, do you know what I mean? That's him basically saying, like, if BKFC come calling or something, like, do you know what I mean? He's, that's belief in his fight, Adan. He yeah, has exactly. belief in you. But that's why he put us, me and Pickles, up for that British title, even though I was only one and all. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I beat Danny Ledbetter. Do you know what I mean? It's exactly a, 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 a name. I mean, he's a tough, tough journeyman, like, isn't he? He's a tough, tough... Of course he is. Anybody, oh, we've got to give respect, Dan. Like, yeah, look, yeah. Mate, look, Peter, the fact he had with Peter Hayes out on BFB and he got a draw. Mate, he come out there, but that 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 new... See how we've took on BKFC's rule sets with the clinch game? Yeah. That's going to fit him so well, you know, because he's got, like, the Muay Thai background. And uh, the yeah, the clinching style, yeah. Him so much better, you know, and I can see him doing doing a lot better now. See, he just needs to wait a little bit. He's, do you know what I mean? He fights a bit too heavy. If he dropped back to, down to his normal weight with these rule sets, uh-huh. what he done? you I sparred, sparred him, and he put me on my ass with a body shot. Hit Did me, he? Hit me, he hit me in the solar plexus. He hits hard, people. He hit me in the solar plexus, straight right hand, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was in big well as this now. <laughs> He, he's mates with Ben, isn't he? He was telling Ben, oh, I'll put him on his arse. So that was giving Ben a bit of confidence. Oh, like, you know what I mean? right. I but, must yeah. admit, I give Ben respect because Ben, he has won some tough fights against some tough fighters, yeah. man. Yeah. He has. He really, yeah. really has. Um, I'll give, I, I will take my hand off to Ben. But like I said, it was, it was a tremendous, what, what can I say? It was a good exchange. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can't. We knew my coach. He's a fucking knowledge of boxing, man. It's up there. He's so good, man. And he was, he was saying like he comes out, he throws his flurries, and if he doesn't get anything significant, sort of gets a little bit disheartened, and then resets himself. Right. And he always parries. That's why I fainted the fucking first one. He always parries, and he and he doesn't move. I'm gonna fucking give away shit now. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> He always moves back in a straight line. He doesn't cut an angle or anything like that. He moves. So it was just, it was just a straight. I remember my coach just goes, as soon as he feed, he just went, fire back, straight shots. It was was only the right hand what landed. I think the first one went to one-two because I knew he would be moving backwards. That's why it was a bit of a double jab. Yeah. Moving. He did. He'd he'd done exactly what we fucking planned, but that quick. Just step in with it. Just step yeah. in with it. Yeah, no straight shots. I planned that to happen. The fourth or fifth round. Breaking yep. him down. I was trying to break him down with body shots and really get his hands down. And I thought I'd get him out of there four or five. five. No, yeah, fucking because seconds. he's got a lot of boxing experience. I mean, how many? Has he had eight-yard boxing background, eight-yard fights or something like that? And he's got an amateur background as well, so I was like... Mm-hmm. Like, I kept looking because there weren't many fights online of him, and I'm just like, the coach kept saying, Don't underestimate him. He was like, You'll get him out of there, but it'll be late. I was like, Okay, <laughs> well, you didn't make it a late night, so 
There we go. You don't get paid for overtime in this business, Dan, as you well know. Take as less damage as fucking possible. That's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. Even when he caught me with a jab, I remember like going, oh, it stings. Your hands sting. Everything stings. So when you get into... I've not had it myself yet, but it'll be coming. It'll be coming. A fucking full-on war where like fucking faces are out there. It will be coming, obviously, because the, the level's only going to get better and better. Oh, so, most definitely, because that is the problem that you will find now that you've, yeah. Because let's again, let's take nothing away from Ben. He was a form. He was a world champion in a pit fighting organization. So you've just you you. you You've done a number, so now your name is well out there. So the yeah. opponents can only... I mean, I know you're only, what, two fights in on your bare So I know you've got to be, like, baby step and whatever, but, mate, it's going to be hard to match you, mate. And getting... It, 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 for a lower, as experience-wise, if you get what I mean. Gonna be, it's going up, isn't it? So yeah, we've played for the for the European, me and David, and I'm obviously going to demolish David because I think Ben is better than David. Watching their fights, David's a fucking comes from MMA, mm-hmm. he's a lazy fighter. He's lazy. He, he stands in one spot and he just wiggles his hands about like this, and then when you step in, he just fucking falls. Got good timing and he's tough. That's it. That's it. And I don't mind giving away game plan either because I've got a plan B, C, D. He's that defensively shit that I've got that many plans on him. The uppercut left hook will be landing on him all night. You heard it here first. The uppercut left hook will be landing on David Round all night. But I don't think I'll get him out of there. That's, that's why I'm training for five rounds with, with fucking heavy, heavy going through it. My coach, the pressure he puts on me, no one's going to put that sort of pressure on me. So we know that the bigger picture getting there to the end is, is is whoever wins the world title shot in February, which is Darren Hendry. I don't want to give away. Mm. <laughs> right. The, the, the end picture is, is I believe Darren's going to go far, right? Not, nothing else. Allegedly. <laughs> the FBA. So he's the one I want. Do you know what I mean? That what what sort of look I'll put me mark on bare knuckle of them one if you if I get if I batter down an injury, wouldn't I? What sort of mark am I even then? Cementing my name then, because he's a beast. You've more than solidified if you do that job, trust us. Yeah, I think the so offers good. then will fly in for for so that's so that's what we we we're aiming for. Obviously, I'll, I'll get the ah, so this is the better one. Hang on. We get the winner. If this is I'm fucking giving away the news now, but we get that's the, what we're the, like. The you so me and David are fighting for the European, and uh, Simon Henriksen and Tony Astora are fighting each other. Them two hooligans, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's got yeah. To be a good fight. So the winner of them is fighting the winner of me and David Round. Oh, so I want to beat David Round, and then I think I want to have that Simon Henriksen, which is a sick fight. He's a fucking, he's a big name as well. I mean, he's from the King of the Streets and stuff. Yeah, like some of the stuff, man. Wow. To be equal as well, because he's got links with them. I was like, can you get me on that? I was like, I fucking. So I, was I know. I was speaking of him, and because I was, a, there was a lad who he was wanting to go over, and I was like, uh, double think that one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> double think that one. Was watching it this morning, man. Like boots to the head and that fucking. Oh, man. it is here. It's what it is. King of the street. Is it legal? Are they le- are le- legally doing it, or is it? Because you couldn't get away with that in England, could you? Could you fuck, mate? It's like Pride One. Fucking mate, it's mint. It's, it's, it's mint. like, it, and they've got pride. Half a million subscribers. I'm I sure how. Half a million subscribers on YouTube. I know it's insane. Like it literally, it goes above because I think the old Pride rules they were unbelievable. Even the first UFC one rules were class. Like I'm not a huge, 
I, I love MMA now, but I never used to. But I've, I've yeah. like doing the research, and yeah, like it's got to be. That's not sanctioned. It can't be, man. Footnotes, footnotes. They all cover themselves up, like exactly, the man. But they are. But you would understand why, though, because they're hooligans as well. So that business there is that what they do is fucking sick. Even the music was like, uh, it's, it's creepy, isn't it? It's, it's fu- fucking, it's mint. fucking good. Yeah. If you're into combat sports, King of the Streets is fucking. Is there's nothing better, man? Honestly, check King of the Streets out. It is insane. Some of the yeah. fights on there is. It is what it says it is. It's it is. king of the street. Anything big, goes. One of their biggest names is fighting on BFBA. Yes. Again, which is going to be a fucking mint fight. And then I will be fighting the winner of that. Yeah, and that's going to do some big numbers, man. If I fight Simon Hendrickson, that's going to blow my profile up before I've even got to Henry. And that's going to blow my profile up. To the point where a me and and Henry fight would be fucking. Do you know what I mean? I, I think I, he. I think he. He'll. But I need. He's five and all now, isn't he? I'm only two and all. And I've only beat. I've. I think I need to beat some f- more notable weak people before Baker wants to give me that because I know. See, my record's not up to scratch with it. I thought he was four and all. Maybe five and all. On a bigger thing. Or, I'm gonna round out and get the win. Oh, you broke a bit there. What happened? Oh, oh, we're back. Yeah, hello. Can you hear us now? <laughs> I no, no, it'll just, yeah, just reconfigure. Right, sound. I just I heard you say your record's not the best. And no, no, I said I thought me my my knowledge of their records isn't the best. Um. I, I thought he was four and oh. I didn't I didn't I didn't know he was oh, five right. and oh. um Tor, uh, Simon Hendrickson hasn't fought BKB yet, but he's five and up. Oh. Yeah. In, in yeah, in King of the Street. In, in the King street, of the yeah. Streets. Right. And, um yeah. Tony Astor has fought he's fought for BFBA a couple of times. Um, I think I was supposed to fight Tony Astora in all, uh, June or something like that on that Ragnarok show. Well, obviously yeah. I was going to fight Tony Astora. So I've, I've already done a camp for Tony Astora. If it does end up being Tony Astora who wins, I've already done a camp for him before. And he's... Double preps. He's slow. Slow as hell. He's far too slow. Quick you know feet, I mean? quick hands. That's what my biggest... As, as, as a cruiser, is I'm, I have got quick hands. I do move quite well. Um, he is like a typical fucking bigger guy just stands there looking for the big shots there's not many people like fucking who move like Darren Darren's another one who moves well for his size you know I mean moves very well for his size what are you sitting at currently so, weight wise weight yeah 95 95 yeah strong mm. <laughs> But going back story now, when I transitioned from unlicensed boxing, I obviously wanted more and I, I moved into MMA. So I ended up 2 0 in MMA for a company called UKFC, quite a big like amateur ones. They were televised. And I actually fought Adam Gorgon, who's ex BKB. Um, they were both KOs, weren't they? Fought, he's fought. Yeah, they were both kills, yeah. And that's when that's when I started to realise like when the gloves come off. Like not when the not the gloves come off, but the yeah. gloves went down, like into the uh-huh. I was like, right up. And I was just fucking but I jabbed one kid and he's got chicken legs. It's like fucking <laughs> hell. And then, I, then then BKB, I, I I see I've missed the story because we chatted before, because me and Darren were supposed to fight. This is what I was meant to get into, Canal. Um, so me and Darren Andrew were meant to fight BKB 18. So right. I had been messaging BKB boards trying to get on, but there was no, just just like now, there's not much footage of it because I've only been boxing five years. So there's not a lot on there. And if there is stuff on there, it's white collar stuff. And it's very, three years, even though it's not that long ago, it is long ago when you box every day. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Fucking, of course it is, man. It's quite a lot. Taking all these away fights all the time that they, they weren't recorded, things like that weren't recorded. Do you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I saw so me mate Jack Armfield, he was he lost his, his pro license, so he had a bit of a, a, a two year gap. And he um thought, fuck it, he was going to BKB, so he got on a BKB. And I was like, get me on. I was asking, <laughs> I, had no, like, I had no leverage to get on there. Do you know what I mean? I only had fucking white collar fights, so he was like, right, and then he he sorted that out. And then I got a text off Jim one day offering me Damon Hendry. I obviously fucking searched Damon Hendry and there's some fucking ferocious guys killing people. And I was like, fucking hell. So I was like, yeah, go on then, fuck it. Um, I thought, you don't say no. If the big boys come calling, do you? I thought, no. And then that fight fell through because I uh, bust my hand. So I got into a scrap in the street and uh, hit his tooth, which I kept all this quiet at the time because... Obviously, I hadn't fought for, for, for them before, so I didn't want to be telling them the, the, why I was pulling out the fight. Well, I didn't even yeah. pull out at first. I hit his tooth, and obviously, I just glued it up under Smudger's, Smudger Smith. <laughs> I, was, I was on the phone, like, get some fucking gorilla glue. He's actually like, fucking sound. <laughs> I didn't tell Smudger what had actually happened. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, Smudger hadn't been talking that long at the time, so I didn't know where to put him on, was he good mates with BKB or whatever? So I uh, I just kept it all quiet, what had actually happened. And then the next day it was bang, boom, boom, travelling up my arm, all this swell. It was fucking horrific, man. So I ended up having to pull out the fight. I seen Darren, when I when I obviously went down there, I cornered Jack. I went down there, I seen Darren, went and apologised. So I was like, do you know what I mean? Because he'd, he'd looked like he'd lost a lot of weight to get down to that. It was 86 we were fighting at, and I struggled to get to 86. And he's a fucking big guy, man. He's a big... Oh, when I stand next to him, big guy. Ah, oh, he is so, big. Um, fucking beast, isn't he? So, um, he... Well, I could see it on his face as well. He was dead. Strong. Drawn in. He fucking... And then he didn't end up getting fat to fight because it was so short notice. I don't think they could get anyone in. So, I was like, I had to go and apologise to him. Like, he, he was all right. He was like, we'll get going in November. And, and then after that was when... Um, I was, should have been fighting him, but then BKB, it's public knowledge anyway, what I used to do for a living, gay porn. Um, so that all started getting plastered fucking about. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought this whole bullying situation again, I thought, am I going to fucking sit yeah, Because it was from it was from Joel, the, the owner of the fucking company, Jim and Joel. So I'm like, am I going to... There were only snidey remarks, do you know what I mean? There weren't remarks, there were just snidey remarks. And I thought, am I going to sit and let this little weasel fucking talk about me like this? I bullshit. Fucking, oh, I went in on him. He blocked us. Next minute, next minute, Jim's posting. Oh, you know what they're like. Oh, of course you are. They're no angels. Trust us. Or talk bad about them, talking about my experience here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then that started from there. But listen, little do they know, right? Let me tell you a little story here. Yeah. So... Obviously, I've been I've been the fucking main part of these banter groups for fucking ages. All these fucking different gay porn images. I went on TV and and told everybody what I was doing for a living. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, you're not you're not telling anybody what nobody knew anyway. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I've already not asked talking about it. Do you know what I mean? And there. Uh, so yeah, they're posting all these fucking shit, blah blah blah. So after the pickles fight, this lad messages us on Instagram, right? And he goes, fucking hell, mate, fair play, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what a shot. He was like, and I was like, yeah, nice one, like, as, as you would be, doesn't it? And he was like, I'll be honest, mate, he was like, I, I found out um, who you were through the BKB banter pages where they kept like, oh, damn, McGraffin, McGraffin shags men for money, blah, blah, blah. Wow. So obviously some people have obviously went, who's this lad they're talking about? And obviously went and followed us or whatever. But little do they know that, like, not everyone's as narrow-minded as them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Them, they've been literally. What's that thing that says no publicity is bad publicity? Yeah, them talking about in these banter groups, taking the piss out of us, just got people to know who McGrathen is because it's not as if I'm a Smith or a Jones. Do you know what I mean? Well, multiple names. Do you know what I mean? So it's like who's it? So then when McGrathen pops up and he's fucking because I know, like I'm not like that fucking 
Brandon Lambert in in America who's just chatting all this shit to get known, but he can't back it up, can he? He can't, yeah. and he knows that himself. This is why he wants to fight heavy-handed people, so he doesn't matter if he loses. He's kind of a good John and stuff like that. But yeah, I see what he's doing. Leave him to do his, his thing. But yeah, anyway, fucking where was I at? Oh yeah, the point being was, these guys are obviously following us anyway, not saying much, but I'm backing it up, and I am going to back it up in every single fight, because I know I can, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, and I'm, that's so, the best way to beat your critics, man. That's the best way to do it. They're following, just probably being nosy because BKB have been talking about this. So the following just being a little bit nosy, but then when I'm sparking people like Pickles out and, and David Round out on that, they're going to turn into fans. So they've all they've done is they've just let everybody know who I am. But in how? The in the Benacle scene. But so how sad of that? How sad of that? Of a professional company? To do that, how sad is that? Oh, let's be truthful. They do it in their banter pages where it's their little click, and do you know what I mean? It's still them, though. Do you know what I mean? How <laughs> professional is that? This is, I had it off. Pickles was putting up like the bare knuckle, the bare knuckle bummer, um, fucking all this crap. And I was just like, I ended up ringing Pickles, but I'm not all, we're having a bit of back and forth on the phone and he was like you fucking you do this you do gay porn man and I was like and I was like I've had this for fucking since BKB 18 three years ago that I was like I've had this for three years off like the 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 top of the bare knuckle game if you want to put it right I've had all them I'm like what you, you it's like do you know that Eminem fucking thing at the eight mile where he just sees yeah. everything about them got nothing this is all everybody's got this is all everybody's got uh-huh. and i'm like fucking hell like they think it bothers us like i know what i've done i went on fucking channel five and tell everyone you know what i mean what who were you who were you telling that fucking channel five didn't been millions of views on that do you know what i mean maybe he's wish i didn't do it now because it fucking still still get random messages now fucking myth no <laughs> of expressing with what you've done is that <laughs> This is where we get into what I was, when I was boxing. I was boxing full, full like a full time fighter when I was a fucking white collar fighter, because that was what I was doing there. I was getting a lot of money for it, a lot of money, and that was funding me to be to do what the fuck. I didn't have to go train before work or train after work or anything like that. I was just fucking getting. I was training three times a day. I was I was I was not living, but I was pretty much living in Brian Moses' gym. I had a keys. I was working there PTing. Um, which weren't bringing in a lot of money. I had about fucking two, three clients a week. Do you know what I mean? I was probably paying more rent to Brian to have that little fucking office than, all, than it was bringing in. But I had the key to the gym. I was fucking lived around the corner. I was I was there constantly. And constantly. That, that job funded, funded me to be able to do that. And now like that, I am done that for fucking a couple of years now. But yeah, 2000, 2019, March 2019 was the last time I've done it. And and. I mean, I don't, well, I don't, and now I'm still training three, three times a day, but back then I was, I was in with the coaches I was in with me. I was in with like Brian's coach, Bobby Rimmer, professional coach. Wow. You know I mean? I was people daily. Like I was getting, and then I, then I moved to, to an, an amateur coach of high, top, 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 like sharp style gym. They fucking win pretty much everything in the amateurs. They're like a well-established gym. I was with his, their coach, Every morning, Monday to Friday, fucking every day. It was paying them a fortune, but I could I could afford to do this then, do you know what yeah. I mean? And, and well, that's how I progressed so quick in such a little time, because I just got, went with that amateur coach. Um, it all happened because I didn't have anyone to warm us up on a fight. And then, because Mitchell was the guy who runs the show, he was busy cornering someone, so no one could warm me up. And he warmed me up. And what he taught me in two, two to five minutes of warming me up, I was like, wow. So Mike Boom. So what what can you get me? He was like these times, I was like every day. Monday to Friday, it's like kind of fucking paying him weekly. And like I say, the, the job, the job funded that back then. Mm-hmm. So it got me the it got you to what yeah, well yeah. it got you to what you wanted in now oh, where well, you're otherwise if you're working full time, sometimes you can't you can't be asked to train and then more fat because I was in the gym constantly surrounding myself with like-minded people uh-huh. as well. I was falling a lot. I was I was getting off with the fights, which was more and more experience. 
more and more and more experience. At some points, I'd have like, I've got a boxing fight fucking next week. Then there was an MMA fight after that. And then, do you know what I mean? You and can't was, buy experience, you know what I mean? You've got to actually gain it. And I've learned, Lord, mate, I've gassed out in fights. I've been stopped in fights. I've been hit with fucking body shots in fights. I've, I've, I've had it all. Do you know what I mean? I've had, not like what some pros have or whatever, but I've, I've been in there to think. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Have you sparred any like high level names like in the pro game? Yeah, I sparred Jack Armfield a few times. Wow. Yeah, he, he's fucking. I'm trying to think if me and Brian ever done a couple. Me and Brian would have moved around. Oh. Uh-huh. But my level back then, he would have just been playing about with us. He, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When I sparred, when I sparred Jack, that was when we were both in camp for BKB. Matty Askin. I've sparred Matty Askin. Wow. He could he actually went to fall left autumn because I had me fucking, I had me hand down and he went, and he went, he went, you need to get that up. Because I just, <laughs> just told me like that, but he stopped, he stopped it. You know what I mean? Fucking heavy handed guy might ask him like, um, and yeah, Jack, when I sparred Jack, that was a full art proper, proper spot. He jabbed my head off. Jack Arnfield's jab was sick. City jabbed my head off, man. Good boxer, Jack. Really sick. good boxer. So was Matty. Yeah, Matty's, Matty's sick. Matty's just can't be asked with the weight anymore, I think. He's, uh, mm-hmm. he's, yeah, he'd be one of the guys... Like that, Akakoli fight or whatever on the on the, um, on the the Joshua undercard, and the guy just kept holding him, holding him. The whole oh, time. yeah, yeah, Lawrence Akakoli. Yeah, that's the one. And I think yeah. after that, he got a bit disheartened and thought, fuck this, and then he went to go BKB. I don't know what happened there, but that... That fight fell through. Um, I think he, he fought one of the lads from our area many years ago, John Lewis Dickinson. Um, really? One of the, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was a title fight. If I r- remember correctly, I'm pretty sure it was a British title fight. Um, can't remember the outcome actually, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> he's you know, fucking uh, big guy. He he is. I've I've always always like Matt Yaskin. Because I used to watch a lot, a lot, a lot of boxing back then, like really a lot of boxing, and I yeah, still do like, now. But not it's as hard much. to keep track of it, like, especially the domestic level these days. It's it's hard. There's so much going on. That is, man. There is there's so much going on. Like you've got, I mean, some of the pla- like the promotions, the platforms. Like you're not really getting the best fights. It's. Um, like you've got one promotional company fighting with another promotional company because they want the rights of this, 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 that, and the other, and it's like, are we ever gonna get to see these good fights? Why I love bare knuckle, mate? Because same. It, it, you, you're not you, you're not coming in and fighting journeyman like proper journeyman, eight mismatched fights with like some some debut pro guys. They they fight people who've had like zero wins and a hundred losses. Do you know what I mean? Like. That's why I like the UFC's platform as well. Like the way the the UFC their model as well, the way they do it, where the best have to fight the best. I just think that is the perfect way. Like that 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 is the that's the key. What's that shiny thing there? Yeah, that's just something else. Ah. Right there, <laughs> got, a little, got a little curtain coming into my studio, and that um, that's the kitchen there. So yes, you see it. Fucking, fucking, <laughs> <laughs> so on that yeah, note, Dan, that's what you were saying. But yeah, go on. <laughs> on on that note, is there a final message you would like to give, Mister David Round? Yeah, well, we couldn't even turn up for this fucking podcast, could he? So. What makes you think he's going to turn up in the fight? I mean, he's going to turn up to the fight, but he's not going to turn up to the fight. He's not going to... Like I said, I don't think I'm getting out of there because he's tough as nails. I've seen seen the big broken orbital bone he had and that still managed to get to the end of the fight. He's fought some t- tough guys as well, do you know what I mean? Like Vulcan Ustamir. He's fought Vulcan Ustamir. I know. Number no. eight, like, heavyweight in the world. Oh, yeah, man. I know. That's some guy, so, that man. I get- I get, totally get it because he's a cop. He's got a wheelbarrow of confidence in him and he's confident as fuck. And I get why because he's fought, he's fought people like that. He's probably thinking, what have you got that these guys ha- haven't bought? But he lost to them. Do you know what I mean? He unbeat them. Lost yeah. to them. He lost to them. To me as well. 
Do you know what I mean? Trust me, he's got, because I don't think, like I said, I don't think I'm going to get him out of there, but he's going to look a mess at the end of that fight. You see now Ben looks after two shots, only around the two shots, and rearranged his face, his nose was bust and his fucking eye was out there. So Ben, I mean, David's going to look, he's going to look a mess. That mop head hair fucking flapping about all over the place. I do believe <laughs> Khabib did say, I want to rearrange his face. <laughs> yeah, Khabib. He's <laughs> got <laughs> his face rearranged loads of times in these MMA fights. This is, oh. this is why I don't think I'm getting him out of there. He's, he's had kicks to the heads. He's had it all, do you know what I mean? He's had it all. Is there any sponsors you would like to give a shout out yourself? Uh, yeah. Uh, Aztec Genetics. My little... Um, yeah, Aztec Genetics. SCG um, <laughs> Construction, Priestly Construction and Pulfa Construction. Lots of constructions. Oh, and, and, and um, Nature's Wall. Nature's Wall. Send me all the nice organic um, stuff yeah give me energy and shit like that that's the style that's what you want to keep the body fueled keep the oh, yeah. he's got a, I haven't got a Leah with us but so I'll show you the little thing it works man it does unless it's the placebo effect or whatever but tell me I, f- I feel like when I don't have them I feel like I'm like whoa I, actually I mean, Missed it. I was like, "This is why I'm fucked." <laughs> it's got you. It's got you. I don't know. Even if it is, the- it works. Yeah. <laughs> right, Dan. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure to get you on the podcast, and hopefully, we're going to get you on many more times as well in the future, and we'll keep in touch in between as well. I will see you at this next fight, my man. Definitely, a million percent. Next, next time, next time I've done, I'll have two up there. Extra straps, extra straps. <laughs> <laughs> right, as usual, folks. This it's has been the Bad Will Podcast. This has been Dan McGraffin. Dan, again, thank you very much for coming on, my man. It's been a pleasure. Right, nice one. See you in a bit. Thank you very much, Dan. See you later, mate.